Gritty culture and class in America, live from Long Island's Gold Coast. This is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the novelist, the author of, of several books, the uh, the subject of two different documentaries, the uh, the head of Melissa Vision, or uh, uh, you know, <laughs> still not not so, uh, the Melissa Channel, uh, the uh, uh, something like uh, oh and Melissa Vision is fine. I like that. Melissa Vision is <laughs> Mel- Melissa Vision is fine, isn't it? It just kind of came out. Yeah, Melissa Vision <laughs> like that. Melissa Vision, and uh, and she's uh, she's wonderful. And you can binge listen to many of the things that we've talked about over the years, uh, hundreds and hundreds of shows. You can hear us on hundreds of outlets. Melissa, I tell Joran, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. And I guess you heard the sad news about Ivana Trump, and um, and she she passed away the other day. And uh, uh, you know, I, I I thought that was pretty shocking. And you know, it's 73 years old. That's that's a young woman. Now, that's not. You know, 73 is not... Is it 73 or was she 74? 73. It was 73. Yes. That that is certainly not old nowadays. Years ago, we would say, oh, she's 73. That's time. You know, uh, nobody, uh, I think, was expecting Ivana uh, Ivana Trump to pass away this early. No, no. No, certainly not. Uh, It was shocking. She was uh, found at the base of her staircase. She lived in Manhattan. I think it was a townhouse. She had lived there for many years, a very uh, gorgeous building, uh, and I guess she had a private, you know, probably had a private entrance, and everybody on the block and across the way knew her from the other buildings, uh, and she uh, she was seen a couple of days ago, in fact, uh, walking uh, walking out, uh, meeting, meeting a friend for dinner. She seemed fine. Everybody said she looked fine, so this is very shocking. Yeah. Uh, the... The former president um, had a, uh, a very kind statement to. That was his first wife, Ivana Trump. Ivana, um, uh, yes. Right, and af- uh, after her, there was Marla Maples, and and of course uh, Melania. But uh, Ivana mm-hmm. Trump is the is the uh, the wife of uh, President Trump's. Um, I think is it four children? Did they have four? Three children. They had three children. You know, I've had Don Jr., Ivanka. And Eric, right, and Baron is uh, is. Uh, Baron is Melania's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and and you forget um, Marla has. Uh, oh, geez, they forget about her. They they overlook her. The daughter uh, Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany, right. Oh, I didn't know they had a daughter together. Yes, Tiffany. Tiffany. Well, yeah, she they, yeah, she's not. She doesn't get a lot of attention. She went. She she graduated from Georgetown Law School a, a year or two ago, maybe, and she was on her father's campaign. But you don't hear a lot about her. She, I think she spends. I don't know if she's practicing law in Washington or she was back in California. But she grew up in California. Yeah, it's yeah. She gets the least press of. Um, of everyone, and um, uh, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's it's. I, I didn't even realize that uh, Tiffany uh, was the daughter of Marla Maples. Uh, uh, that's interesting. But I, again, we're talking here about Ivana Trump, and uh, she leaves behind a, a legacy. She was a 
She was a model and I think a professional skier, was she not? Yes, she was from Czechoslovakia. So she is a she was an immigrant to the United States. Uh, I don't know who. Um, uh, I don't recall how how Trump met her, um, but uh, she was very uh, active in his business and uh, and ra- in raising the kids. And uh, you know, then the Marla thing happened, and she was the I think she was the inspiration for a lot of divorced women. And she said, you know, get up and you know, don't get mad, get everything. And and she, you know, she she was she became a, a businesswoman in her own right. I mean, she was a very smart woman, and and and. Uh, and, and, and very poised, and uh, she remarried for for uh, she was married to an Italian man for a short time, who who um, um, oddly enough he died this past October. He was younger than her, and uh, you know, and she did she was not on bad terms with with the, the former president. She, she was actually on very good terms with him, yeah. despite the Marla thing. I mean, she she, she went to the inaugural. Um, she was uh, Marla Maples was there too, but she she wouldn't stay anywhere near. She didn't want to be anywhere near Marla Maples for obvious reasons. She had nothing against Melania, but she had it in for Marla Maples. If you recall the story, yeah. how uh, yeah how he was cheating on her with Marla, and Marla confronted her, and on a va- during a vacation, a family vacation. Ivana uh, I- Ivana um, uh, confronted Marla. She confronted her. Okay, yeah. um, but obviously, you know, this was humiliating. She was, you know, she, she was uh, she, to, to her and her her. I don't know what how much her children knew at the time. Uh, they weren't that old, but it, it was, you know, it was a, it was definitely a, a humiliating situation. And a lot of, you know, I think she she spoke for a lot of women who had been wronged by um, by men who who uh, betrayed them. Yeah, uh, no question. And I think a lot of women. Uh, look to Marla, I, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, to Ivana as um, as kind of a, 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 at least a focal point on uh, on that type of uh, on that type of situation. I, you know, I think she was highly respected by so many people. So, you know, rest in peace, Ivana Trump. Uh, Frank McKay here urging everyone to go to MelissaItelJuran.com. But uh, if you if you think about it, um, I- Ivana Trump. I don't know that there was um, uh, there was uh, too many, you know, and everyone's got their detractors and everything. I, you don't usually hear, or uh, I don't remember hearing a lot of bad things about Ivana Trump. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, she was. Uh, I I I don't. I mean, she she was very active. Uh, she you know she was very active in his business. I don't I don't know if that was a good or bad thing, but she you know. She, she, I think she she had a lot to do with with his you know with the casinos the running of the casinos, uh, she, and and you know she was uh, she was you know the the parent who was there all the time. I mean she was the full time parent. Um, I don't think anybody really has anything bad really to say about her except maybe Marla Marla Maples. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could certainly understand you could understand where Ivana uh, hated Marla. Um, yeah, she blamed her for breaking up the marriage and, and cheating, yeah. and so forth. Uh, so anyway, yeah, rest in peace, Ivana Trump, and um, yeah, Ivanka. You know, I- Ivanka. Uh, the name I- Ivanka uh, uh, it seems to almost be a, a tribute to uh, to Ivana, right? When whenever you hear um, Ivanka, or at least early on when when the, uh, she became prominent. 
uh, you'd hear the name, his daughter Ivanka, and a lot of times people would have to say, not to be uh, uh, mistaken, with Ivana, mm -hmm. you know, because the two names sound so sim similar. Uh, I think Ivanka, although it's a different name, it, it is kind of a tribute. It's, a, you know, almost a junior to... Um, uh, a, a junior to uh, to the name Ivana, so um, you know. Listen, um, rest in peace, Ivana Trump, and and mm -hmm. to the uh, the Trump children. You know we, um, uh, you know we, uh, you know we we understand the the mourning, uh, your mourning the the passing of your mother, and may she rest in peace. Um, uh, what else? Uh, what else have you been concentrating on? There's all kinds of you know news around uh, President Trump. There's a lot of rumors. Um, or even speculation, maybe is a better word, that uh, that he will be announcing sometime soon that he would be running for president in 2024. Are you hearing any of that? I'm hearing all kinds of things from different pundits, including Dick Morris, who I've mentioned before you know, on our, our show, and, and, and of course is part of your, your WABC uh, lineup. He's one of the, you know, one of the prominent hosts, and of course we know Dick Morris, uh, you know, as the former uh, advisor to the Clintons. He knew the Clintons before they even became uh, a household word, and he can tell you he's got all the dirt on the Clintons. Yeah, and uh, yes, and and you know he he recently he's he's changed. Uh, he's crossed party lines, and uh, he he actually has been advising uh, former President Trump. Uh, behind closed doors, he didn't want to publicly come out. He was a, he was a, you know, he was a, um, he's one of the advisors. But he, he knew. He's actually said that he, he knew the Trumps better than most people actually uh, realize. His father, I don't know his father's what his father's first name is, but uh, his father was one of uh, the the Trump families, and I'm talking Fred Trump, uh, real estate attorneys. I didn't know that. I had no idea that uh, he he was that uh, closely aligned with, uh, you know, with the Trump family. But his 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 family, his connections go back to Fred Trump, and uh, and, and since then, uh, and Roy Cohen. Would you believe that Roy Cohn, who is saying we know Roy Cohn is that uh, some of us have a very, uh, you know, not very. Um, pristine image of him. We kind of see him as kind as uh, as rather um, I don't know. Uh, taint, yes, harsh, tainted, sneaky, whatever, whatever you know, pejorative comes to mind. Well, Roy Cohn, according to Dick Morris, is his is one of his first or second cousins, or something, or third cousins. I mean, it, it, this is really funny. It's like six degrees of separation, except you don't have Kevin Bacon in here, so it's really funny. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. I, that's news to me. I. I don't know too much about Dick Morris's history, other than the fact that he's, um, you, you know, uh, responsible for for getting um, uh, President uh, Clinton uh, elected to be Governor Clinton, right? And then you know, mm -hmm. even the comeback, uh, the strategy mm -hmm. of triangulation, right, where he kind of puts himself between the uh, and and again, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, if if he puts himself between the far left and the far right. And puts himself in the middle part of the triangle, that um, he's not so hate that meaning in this particular case, uh, then Governor Clinton is not so much hated by the um, by the left as the the far right is, and the far right doesn't hate um, him as far as uh, or as much as the far left, and that's a simplified version of it. But it's um, 
you know, it's Dick Morris. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, Dick Morris, you know, obviously a brilliant political mind and, and has, uh, has also been considered very harsh himself, as many, many mm -hmm. political folks are. You know, Karl Rove, um, you know, mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, another one of those political uh, mentors of, uh, you know, in this uh, particular case, George W. Bush. And, and he was uh, considered, uh, you know, a brilliant guy, but harsh. Um, Roy Cohen. Mm -hmm who I, I had no idea there was a connection between Cohen. Yeah, I, had, I, I hadn't either. I didn't realize that was going in that direction. But, yeah, there, there, was, there were a lot of – but, you know, what really struck me was that, his, that, that um, Dick Morris's father was the real estate attorney for, for Fred Trump. So this goes way back. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. connections. You never know where, where connections mm -hmm. come from and lead and everything else. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, Roy yeah. Cohen, I, I always – I always point this out. There's two things that that Roy Cohen uh, taught uh, President Trump, uh, you know, way before he was president, was um, was uh, never admit anything that you did anything mm -hmm. wrong, and mm -hmm. if somebody hits you, hit them back ten times harder. Mm -hmm. At least that's yeah. what's said mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. um, uh, Roy Cohen's teachings to to Trump. And if you think about it, um, Donald Trump has taken those two pieces yeah. of advice. To uh, to the hilt. I mean, he is. Uh, he never admits anything wrong, and uh, mm -hmm. and boy, if you hit if you hit President Trump, he will hit you ten times harder. There's no question about it. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting the uh, the connection there. Fred Trump and Dick Morris, his father. I I didn't know where Dick Morris came from, but if you if you think about it. Um, you know, the, the governor of Arkansas, uh, you know, and, you know, like, I guess uh, there'd be a tendency to, to think, well, he's from Arkansas or whatever. Um, and uh, and it, I doubt it. I doubt he's from Arkansas. If, and I'm sure he spent some time there because of uh, the closeness to then Governor Clinton. Uh, but I, I've got to believe that uh, that his his father had, you know, I don't know, aristocratic might be a little... Um, a, a little too much, but aristocratic ties. If he was tied into Fred Trump, these contacts are, are there. And then you you got to assume that a, a guy like then Governor Clinton, who has ties to Illinois, uh, you know, through Hillary Rodham Clinton and you Rodham, Hillary's father, um, mm -hmm. that there would be a, um, a you know like a tendency to to go outside of the area. And, you know, especially once you start thinking about the, the presidency, you wouldn't um, stick around Arkansas or you wouldn't just be getting the cream of the crop of the Arkansas yeah. political world because God knows what that is. Right. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny to think that I don't know. Funny is the word, but it's kind of um, strange to think uh, that Dick Morris could have these two long lasting ties, one to the Clintons and one to the Trump. And uh, when you think about it, the uh, the two wouldn't be connected at all at uh, at that point in time when Dick Morris was uh, or Dick Morris's father, um, I, you know, allegedly or or supposedly knew Fred Trump. Um, it's it's pretty incredible if you think about it. It is the connections are extraordinary, you know, and 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 uh, Dick Morris is actually you know Dick Morris comes from. You know, Jewish background, and he is, in, he, I, I think he was a native New Yorker. He went to Bronx High School of Science, if I'm not mistaken, 
and uh, so he's you know he's he was one of the you know intellectual elites and and he can tell you all kinds of stories about the Clintons. He knew you know he knew the Clintons before they were they were big. He made them big, and uh, he said that Hillary is a totally different person from the one the woman he met. Uh, back in in Arkansas, totally different. I mean, she just evolved into something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which, you know, I don't know. You did you heard? Did you hear that? Um, her chief of staff, whom I think I'm saying the name yeah. right. I don't know. Abedin. Abedin, yes, is now was matched up. This was a this was a match made by uh, the 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 Vogue editor and then the one and, and the uh, the uh, A-lister who runs the the, the Met Gala. Uh, I have her face in my mind, but I can't. The, the name is, in, is is on the tip of my tongue. I do. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, I, it, yeah, I'm trying to think. Who, uh, but she was matched with her. She was matched with by her to. Um, this is a this is a match. This was a, a she was set up with with Bradley Cooper. No kidding. Yes. So this is a big, this big secret has come out. They've only been dating a couple of months, but they did appear at the Met Gala together. And we know that. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, I can't step remember. Up from Anthony Weiner, isn't it? Oh my God! <laughs> 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 and the funny thing is, you know that Anthony Weiner has a show on ABC on yep. Saturday with Curtis Lewa. Curtis is he is he is. Um, He's going to get, he said, because um, I listen a lot, and he said he's going to get to the bottom of this. He's got a strategy to get Anthony Weiner to spill the beans. He's going to interrogate him. Yeah. I was at their wedding. I was at Anthony Weiner and Homer. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was interesting. And you know who officiated? Clinton, President Clinton. Officiated. Right. It was a very nice ceremony. Mm-hmm. We, we spent some yeah. time with him uh, there uh-huh. and with uh the uh, senator uh, and uh, secretary, mm-hmm. Secretary Clinton, there mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. had some private moments talking, talking with them uh, many times, but uh, certainly, right. certainly at the Wiener uh, Humadon. Am I saying the name right? Uh, wedding. But I'd have to believe that the women of the world would think that Bradley Cooper is a step up from Anthony. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, what did you think of Huma? I mean, I. Because of her association with with Hillary, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> very, very impressive. I think Huma uh-huh, uh-huh. is a, yeah. a very impressive woman. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, in order and look, I've you know I'll, I'll say this as reasons of uh, full disclosure. I I've spent time with you know former President Trump a lot of time, and and I spent a lot of time with uh, you know former Secretary of State, and uh, and former Senator uh, Hillary Clinton. You know, uh, different, you know, well, same time period, but different time. But usually at one time when I needed to get in touch with um, with Hillary Clinton, it would be mm-hmm. uh, it would be me calling Homer's cell phone. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. would, they would always be there together. I mean, it was a, uh, yeah. you know, like a, yeah. it was a very close relationship. And, you know, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. I think that's kind of well known. Um, yeah. Very, very close. Uh, she mentored. Right mentored uh homer so uh-huh. those who who hate hillary probably by uh by proxy hate homer right uh, because they're, mm-hmm. they're very mm-hmm. close uh melissa right. i tell joran.com by the way is where everyone should go check out the two documentaries but um your thought on this match 
And Curtis, you know, he leave leave it up to Curtis Sliwa, right? He always... Oh, Curtis will get. Curtis says he's he's got it. He's got a plan. He's a man with a plan. He's gonna he's gonna ask the questions. He's gonna dig deep. That's what he's saying. He, he you know who spurred him to do this? Who? Uh, Bernie and Sid, your other friends <laughs> at ABC. Oh, yeah. Yes, Bernie and Sid. Uh, I hope I hope uh, I hope Bernie is is better now. He had, he was away for for prostate cancer treatment. Do you know how he's doing? I, I think he's doing much better, but I'll let him speak for himself. But uh, you know, I'll uh, present it with uh, with yes, Bernie yeah. for sure. And, yeah. Uh, and Bernie and Sid show is you know their ratings are through the roof. They're terrific. And, right. Right. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and Curtis, uh, if somebody's going to get to the bottom of this, um, it's going to be Curtis. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, Curtis is, you know, Curtis has a plan. Curtis is a man with a plan, and he's got, he's going to do, he's going to try to get to the, you know, because because Anthony Weiner has been evading everybody, and and I didn't see this, but um, I heard that the front page of the Post the other day, you know how the Post is, you know they, you know they're they're I don't know if they're trying to be another Fleet Street, you know, like a Fleet Street newspaper as you see in London. With all those tabloids, they had a picture of, of of Bradley and and Huma and and who was looking over Bradley's shoulder. They superimposed a picture of of Anthony Weiner. That was the front page. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Bradley uh, doesn't send any uh, uh, any dirty <laughs> photographs. Huma will be in a much no. situation. Yes, I think she will. Yes, yes, I think so too. It's just uh, amazing. Um, but um, yeah, he's going to get to the bottom of this. It's what he promised. So we'll see. But I mean, what, what kind of cell phone does she? I mean, how do you get a cell phone? What do you do? You walk into a, does she walk into a Verizon store and say, "Hi, I want a cell phone." Well, I think at that time uh, it, it was a BlackBerry that uh, yeah. that she yeah. was using. That was a long uh -huh. time, you know, 2006, yeah. I guess, 2000, you know, yeah. somewhere around that time. Um, right. And, uh, and you know, Blackberries were all the. Uh, Yes, they were all the rage. My husband had one. Yeah. I never had one. I like the I like my iPhone. Yeah, well, I do now, but the iPhone wasn't around at when the Black Not then, no, no. But I I could have gotten a BlackBerry, but I never felt I never felt comfortable with that. My husband now doesn't. He uses this, his Android phone. You know, my my first um, my first cell phone was mm -hmm. uh, was a flip phone. This black yeah uh, flip phone flip flip phone which I absolutely loved. And one of the reasons mm -hmm. I loved it is there was no such thing as a butt dial or a, uh, a pocket dial. And, um, and you know, mm -hmm. you, you, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know why they don't go back to figuring out how to, how to get some kind yeah. of flip device. Flip phone, right. You know, I get, mm -hmm. I, and, and where it really bothered me, and I'm, you know, here I'm, I'm telling something that, you know, could have been a little juicy. Remember uh, Alan Hevesy, he was, uh, mm -hmm. he was the former controller, and he end, ended up going to jail. And yeah. um, he, uh, in prison, not jail. Uh, and I was, uh, I was talking to, I was talking to Senator Bruno, who was under investigation, mm -hmm. great guy, and he never went to jail, and he never should have gone to jail, but he was the former majority leader of, of the New York State Senate. Great guy. He passed away at 91 a couple years back. But I was with him. And mm -hmm. having a conversation, and I had this phone, um, and it was supposed to be the new rage. It was, um, it wasn't an iPhone yet. It was something else, mm -hmm. and it was it, right after I switched in my BlackBerry for you know this this masterpiece, right? This modern marvel, and and I realized that I had left a long message, a long message, 
on Alan Hevesy's right-hand man's uh, uh-huh. e, uh, a voicemail. And the long message was a, mm-hmm. you know, a butt dial from me uh, yeah. on a conversation of Joe, me and Joe Bruno. And it had, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a very innocent conversation. But I thought mm-hmm. to myself, my God, who's listening to that, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. The feds are probably listening to all of Alan Hevesy's um, at the moment, Correct. right? Uh, all of his close confidants. And here mm-hmm. it is. I just gave him somebody that they're looking, you know, looking for. And again, I think it was very innocent. But I was, and who knows what the reception was even, you know, like, uh, you know, what oh. it is. But ever since right. that day, and I don't mm-hmm. know what year that was, you know, I don't know the timeline there, but I, I was unbelievably... Uh, paranoid about cell phone uh, usage and and making sure, like if I uh, if I talk to somebody like that that I wouldn't want to to pocket dial, I would erase it, you know, in my uh, my mm-hmm. messages. The other thing is somebody once told me that if you sit on your phone, or not like if you put it under your thigh, let's say, uh, you mm-hmm. put it down and under your thigh, that you're you're kind of protected from somebody hearing through it. And whether that's true or not. I've taken it to, you know, I've taken it to a, um, uh, to, to an extreme. Whenever I'm talking in any kind of sensitive situation, I'll, I'll take my phone and I'll put it under my, my right thigh, um, face down where, uh, you know, it would be difficult to, first of all, uh, pocket dial anybody. Second of all, um, it, you know, it'd get picked up. Uh, have you, uh, have you ever pocketed, di- pocket dialed anyone? Um, and, uh, has it ever been an embarrassing situation for you? Um, I don't know. Only when the phone hits something. Let's say I, I accidentally put it in a bag, and I don't know, or or I, I you know, I, I meant to turn something over, or if my son got a hold of my phone. <laughs> but yes, that is. But um, I mean, accidents happen, and then you just either say, "Oh, I didn't do that. My phone must have just gone on crazy. Maybe you were just there when you know the number came up. No, oh, I didn't do that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to." I would never do that. <laughs> but but you know you know flip phone people still there are people who still who still um, you know they, they they still have their flip phones they 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 will only use flip phones I mean it's just, it's a minority but um, they they don't they just don't feel comfortable with the Apple technology or they don't need all of the bells and whistles they don't need to be on the internet and they and I don't know I haven't seen a flip phone anywhere and I think Jitterbug the the, the phone company that that uh, manufactures uh, I, uh, not iPhones, but cell phones for uh, senior citizens, and, and, and it's, it's supposed to be uh, easier to access bigger print. You know, they, I think they have a flip phone uh, model, and, uh, and, it, and 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 a lot of seniors who you know who, who you know never had an iPhone, they were older maybe, and they're just they're not comfortable with the technology. That's that makes more sense for them. They feel more comfortable with that. And then there are other people who just kept their flip phones for whatever reasons. They just didn't want it the expense of the iPhone, and it's true. I mean, you go to shop different carriers, and you'd be amazed how much how much it is across the board. I mean, that would be between the fees and 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 uh, you know the rates, uh, the, the state, the local fees, and uh, data mess, data texting, you know, data for te- from for messages. I mean, it's, it just adds up, and some people just don't want to be bothered. And I think if you are an attorney and you go into court a lot. I think you're not allowed to bring an iPhone with you for a number of reasons. 
uh, and which I think makes sense. They don't want you know they don't want uh, you to take pictures or or whatever. They just don't want that. So a lot of attorneys just have the you know old-fashioned phones. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, I can imagine um, the, the complications that seniors have with all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah, know, just a you know a very um, a disturbing thing that could happen, especially for somebody involved in politics. You know, mm-hmm. or I can imagine somebody involved with affairs, somebody that's having like affairs, oh. husband or yes. wife or whatever, yes. that they've got to be very paranoid about their phones oh. and oh, yeah. who yeah. they call. Yeah. And, uh, and right, right. But dialing somebody there, there that's, uh, that's... Oh, my God. I mean, there are a lot of things that can be found out about you on your phone. And I think uh, iPhones might not be the best pet to have. Maybe you, you know, in that case, you've got to, you, you know, you've really got to be on top of things and maybe have another a secondary or have a burner phone or something yeah. so nobody can trace you, you know. Um, but uh, unfortunately, the downside is um, many of us, and I, I included, are, are just addicted to our phones. And we, we, we can't leave our, our iPhones, our Androids at home we, we go berserk you know where's my phone oh my god i can't go <laughs> wow. yeah. i can't live but think about it 20 25 years ago people didn't ha- you know only a select number of people had phones maybe people in business carried these mobile phones and they were much larger and the rest of us were just going you know we were getting on with our lives very nicely without them yeah right yeah it's just i look every time somebody says that i think to myself um I don't even use my computer anymore. I use my computer to upload mm-hmm. things and download shows mm-hmm. and different things like that. My uh, my whole life is on my iPhone. And I remember leaving it recently, leaving my iPhone in the car and feeling completely naked, feeling completely mm-hmm. like I, I, left, I might as well have left my thumbs in the car. You know, like I felt so compelled to just stop what I was doing go back and get my phone i don't know if it's me or it's or or if it's a lot of people but i can't be away from my phone i mean it's it's me too me too me too that's how i feel i i i i I, it upsets me and i have to run sometimes i say i gotta run back and get my phone otherwise i'll just leave it there and hopefully i won't have you know someone is not going to try to reach me i won't have an emergency but yeah we we are we are just we were too preoccupied with it. It, it just becomes um, an accessory, and and I think it's it's uh, it's part of the problem with uh, the, the the digitalized uh, society in which we live. We we just can't separate ourselves from our machines, and I think that's where we're seeing the problems with personal interaction, the lack of personal interaction, with and, and some say the breakdown of of societal connections. Yeah, it just. I, I, we we might uh, certainly be at that point, but there's no turning back. I don't think there's go. You know, I mean, there's always like these uh, these renaissances or these uh, these changes in society where where people just completely change. And I, I don't think we're going back to abacuses and uh, and and uh, and, and uh, chalkboards anytime soon. I think we're uh, we're in the electronic age, and uh, and it's meant to be. Um, and it's just, you know, I guess the dependence on it, uh, the level of dependence uh, that we have on it, uh, you know, could very well change. 
and uh, you know, I, I, we'll we'll see how it goes. You, you know where we started with this, uh, you know, with this tangent here is with Anthony Weiner. And if you think of what Anthony Weiner did with a cell phone, it's it's crazy. And and again, I'm I've got lunch coming up with him. So I'm not I'm not bad. <laughs> sometime or another. Mm-hmm. I got a lunch coming up with mm-hmm. Anthony Weiner, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so. You know, I, I I'm not here to you know just slam Anthony Weiner, but think of how right, right. how crazy it was what he did, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he um, yeah, he yeah. Well, him. he acknowledges he's got problems. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah, I guess it's hard to beat him up uh, uh, too mm-hmm. much if you keep admitting what you did was wrong. But I mean, it's uh, look if you're if you're a married UPS driver and mm-hmm. you uh, you start. Um, you know, texting dirty pictures of yourself to people, you're out of your mind. If if you're a married congressman and you're doing it, you know, there's something, you know, seriously, um, uh, you know, amiss uh, going on in uh, in your life. And you, you really have to, you know, you, you have to be very careful. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to play with fire, you have to be very, very careful not to uh, to get burnt. But, you know, you know what, Melissa, it's much easier mm-hmm. not to play with fire. Yes, it is. It is. Well, he has, he has a problem. He acknowledges his, his he acknowledges how it tore apart his marriage, and, and uh, I think he's he's very, um, you know, he's he's been through a lot, and he's, he's he acknowledges that this is uh, he's repentant. I think, and he's trying to you know resuscitate his life. He's trying to trying to rehabilitate his himself, um, and it's it's a shame. Um, and um, you know, there's a child involved. Does he work every day at the station? How how does that? Uh, because he's, we only hear him once a week. Yeah, well, it wasn't sad. No, he's not there every day, but um, you know, he is certainly, uh, uh, you know, he, he's certainly uh, around and visible, and uh, he's certainly not hiding, and, and nor should he be hiding. Um, look. Uh, life is full of second chances, and uh, you know uh, many of the people that we're talking about. You know, uh, look, we've mentioned President Trump and President Clinton in this conversation that we're having, and you know, you talk about two men who, uh, let's face it, I mean they've uh, they've got baggage, right? I mean, there's baggage mm-hmm. in both of those lives, and I guess all of us have a little bit of baggage, but those two have tremendous baggage. And uh, mm-hmm. they both were elected knowing, with the public knowing, that uh, mm-hmm. that they're not squeaky clean and that they uh, yeah. there were there were issues. I mean, with you know female uh, companions and uh, and other things. And 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 you know, the, America is very forgiving of our politicians. And yeah. mm-hmm. if you think about it. If you think about it, uh, if enough time if enough time passes right. <laughs> between you know between controversies, you know what the lesson is if if you've if you've made a mistake, you know don't you know don't stick that gun in your mouth don't uh, don't go jumping out the window, wait it out, handle it, try to see who's handled these uh, these kind of scandals and and trust me I don't care what you've done, uh, there's somebody out there who's done something uh, something similar. And who has survived it. So if you've done something silly or stupid or uh, just outright wrong, um, you know, before uh, before you start, um, you know, looking for a rusty razor blade, uh, I, I would suggest, and I don't want to make light of, uh, of, of mental illness, suicide, certainly, but uh, before you start uh, thinking along those lines, give it a little break because at some time or another, uh, everyone has... Uh, has has seen 
um, just about everything that you could imagine. I mean, Marion Barry, and again, I hate mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. back to the former mayor of Washington, D.C., but Marion Barry got elected mayor once again after yes, F- he was caught mm-hmm. smoking crack with prostitutes uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in, in the capacity as mayor. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, he was a very, uh, uh, how should we say, very um, flamboyant um, character, <laughs> and he did have a bit of a drug problem. <laughs> yeah. But the people didn't, you know, they they overlooked that, and they reelected him. Yeah, and I, I've said this before, but I know Chris Rockin, in one of his monologues, said, uh, you know that, uh, you know, you can't keep your job at McDonald's if you get caught crack, uh, smoking crack. And he said he could imagine somebody saying, you know, hey, well, you're smoking crack. You know, what do you think you could do with your life if you're smoking crack? And and he looked up and he says, I could be mayor. And, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Well, anyway, look, it's uh, there's always something going on. And a lot of it as of this point point. I and mean, we started out with, uh, you know, a proper tribute to Ivana Trump. You know, again, rest in peace there. But. I, we, we come back to former President Trump and, and what may be in his future, um, near future, and people are waiting with bating breath. Um, January 6th uh, hearings are upon us. Do you, do you have anything to report back on any of those? Have you been paying attention to January 6th hearings? Uh, well, they, they're still going on. They're going to have another public hearing, a televised hearing uh, this coming week. And... Uh, you know, there's more uh, uh, damning information coming out that, that's come out about President Trump and and how uh, you know he had some exchanges. He did exchanges with with the Secret Service uh, regarding the motorcade and 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 the police themselves. Uh, the police officers who who so far testified feel that. Uh, Thanks to Trump's actions, their colleagues were killed. They went through, you know, hell and back. They were attacked. Uh, they, they, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't subdue a, 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 what it was effectively a, a mob crowd uh, of, of rioters, and that uh, they you know, they lay the blame squarely on Trump's shoulders. And that's what I mean. That's what this 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 is supposed to do. This this committee hearing is supposed to do. Some people have said this is akin to um, uh, what Stalin did, you know, back in the 50s and 40s, 50s with his tribunals. You know, it's, you know, it's not a court of law, a real court of law, because a lot of things would not be admissible. It's a lot of, you know, secondary uh, information, what we would call hearsay, that you really can't, you can't, uh, you can't allow in a real court uh, proceeding. And that's where the criticism comes from, the right and um, you know the and, and of course Nancy Pelosi crowd says they want to prevent a, anything to to um, ensure that democracy survives and that means preventing Trump from ever approaching uh, the White House again and 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 stopping him and now they were you know they, they going back to the announcements that everybody's been saying from Dick Morris on that's coming from from Trump uh, the the idea is that if uh, from some Republicans and this has also been leaked that people within the party, not not necessarily the chairwoman of the party, but other people, other officials within the party, other bigwigs, are worried that if he announces, if Trump announces soon, now, next week, next month, whatever, before the midterms, it could, be, it could have a catastrophic effect on the Republicans' chances. 
yeah. for, for 2022, not just 2024, but 2022 midterm elections, and that they're worried, you know, that, and a lot of people are, there are, are, are there are people here who are just disgusted with the, with the Biden administration and feel that Biden has taken the country uh, down, or he's just lost control of the country. His, his, his he hasn't been able to rein in the the economy, and he's and and we're in a you know we're 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 in a pitfall right now, and it may not it's, it's going to go on for a while, for quite a while, and and they say oh I'll take the tweets anytime let's bring back Trump, and then you have others who say well if there's a Biden Trump matchup I'm not going to go with 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 Trump again I'm going to go with I, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll bite the bullet I'll look the other way and I'll just you know I'll 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 I'll, I'll, I'll push the lever for for Biden so you and that way Biden will inch you know he'll inch He'll 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 inch it through, you know, like he did. Well, not kind of like last time because it'll be, you know, it's is it, is it do I want Trump or do or not? Not yeah, I really want Biden. No, yeah, the choice it will be the same thing as 2020. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, listen, let's uh, let's see where it all goes. Um, we have a lot to talk about with uh, President uh-huh. Biden, uh, and I, I think even more to, uh, coming up in the next week or two. Uh, all kinds of craziness there. Unfortunately, we're, uh, we're running low on time here, but uh, Melissa, great job as always. Oh, thank you, and, Frank. And, uh, and it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, as you always say, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't be here without people listening, and we certainly exactly. appreciate that. We really do, and we were so, we're, you know, they, our, our, our audience, our listener, loyal listeners are the core of the program, and it's it's to their credit that that. We're here, and and they're giving us they're they're giving us the inspiration to go on, and 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 they're giving us the platform to speak every week, and that's that's truly wonderful. Amen. Thank you to all, and uh, and we know you have a lot of choices. Thank you very much for tuning in each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa I Tell Jordan Show. <laughs> You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.